This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Designed specifically for venture-backed startups, Brex is the perfect corporate card for fast-growing companies. Head to brex.com and sign up with the promo TFR to get waived card fees for life. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back to TFR for another edition of Investor Stories. On this segment, the experts talk about a startup that failed and the causes of that failure. Here's a segment called Postmortems. On today's special segment, we have Aiden Senkut of Felice's Ventures. Aiden, can you tell us a story about a portfolio company that failed and why it failed? One of the things that I have to say, we did have portfolio companies that return like cents on the dollar. And, you know, the reason why I'm mentioning that is failure can be defined in many different ways. Failure could be, hey, we lost all the money or, you know, we lost, we only could recover cents on the dollar. There are two things that came out of this. So, yes, we, we had a number of them. A lot of times companies, when they, are not, they have not pursued the right market or the product is not differentiated or they didn't have the you know, revenue efficiency. And look, if you're lacking the first two and you don't have a missionary founder, it's almost impossible to kind of get close to success. But what we have found is, look, in those companies, you know, getting the market right is really important. And we have many examples of founders. We backed the second, third, fourth time. And even somewhere like it has gone to zero and Vicarious is a good example. The founder's first company, Frogmetrics, you know, was a company that had an interesting product that just didn't make it, was not, I think it was kind of a niche market. But then that founder started Vicarious that was completely unrelated to the first company and became one of the first and foremost AI companies we ever had the chance to back. So I guess the point that I'm saying is that venture is very complicated because even in failure, even in situations where there there might be monetary losses, you can have some amazing consequential companies that come after that. Or there's been situations where, you know, the first or even the second investment we made in a field has not worked out, but the learnings from those things have allowed us to make the winning bet than a second or third time. I think what I'm really proud of is, have we had losses and failures? Yes, a a number of them. And we learned a lot of great things from them. But what we also have seen is that surprisingly, there is still an ability to turn those kind of situations into fortunate ones if one basically uses it properly as tuition. On today's special segment, we have John Fine of Firebrand Ventures. John, can you tell us a story about a portfolio company that failed and why it failed? So, you know, we, we, we haven't had any failures yet in Firebrand. I'm sure we will. We haven't had any yet. But I can talk about some of my the Techstars investments I made for sure. You know, I'd say, you know, there, there certainly were, were some to, ch- to choose from over those three years. You know, I'd say... You know, probably the one that that stands out for me is, you know, probably more 
typical of, of a startup failure because what you had was you had two co-founders that were developing a product. And it was a hardware product, so the, so the lead times were a little bit longer to get the product to market. And at, at one point, you just had this sort of battle between the co-founders. You know, one was C- CEO, one was CTO. And, you know, you start to have friction. Part of it was probably born from the fact that manufacturing was taking too long. A design had taken too long. You know, they're needing to raise more, more capital. And then eventually the, the CEO just kind of threw down the gauntlet and said, I should be CEO. You shouldn't be CEO anymore. Wow. And, and, and that's pretty much when everything goes to hell, you know, <laughs> you know, most of the time. And so that's what happened. And, you know, it, it sort of was on, you know, one of the founders left and it was sort of on life support for a while and trying to make it work. And then finally they just, they just abandoned it. And so, you know, it just underscores the fact that, you know, we like to, you know, I think one of the things is the, the teams that we invest in, they've worked together before, or they've either as a founding team or just worked together um, side by side in a company, have known each other for a number of years. I just think that's, that's super, super important. I think anytime you bring together, you know, co-founders, even if they've known each other sort of superficially, but they haven't worked together, which was the case for this company, it's just such a roll of the dice. You know, you never know what's going to happen and how they're going to work together. And of course, as you well know, you know, team issues are, you know, certainly one of the more common reasons that startups fail. And so we've, we've seen that a few times in companies that went through the accelerator where just team, team friction and sort of internal struggles, you know, generally just, you know, if they reach an impasse, there's just no way to make that work. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Your startup is going to change the world, and the right corporate card will get you there even faster. The Brex corporate card for startups offers 10 to 20 times higher limits than traditional corporate cards, automated expense tools, and huge rewards like four times points back on travel, three times back on restaurants, and two times back on recurring SaaS spend. And all with no personal guarantee. Sign up at Brex.com and get waived card fees for life with the code TFR. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Assure. For over three years, Newstack has been raising capital on a deal-by-deal basis, allowing individual investors to select each startup investment. Assure is the company behind the scenes that powers this process. When we have 10, 20, or 30 angels investing in a startup, we can't put all those folks directly on the startup's cap table. So those investors are rolled into a special purpose vehicle that occupies just one line item on the cap table. And Assure handles all ongoing fees, finances, and K-1s for us. We pay a one-time upfront fee and avoid all the required yearly admin filings and bills. If you run an angel group or you would like your LPs to invest in deal-by-deal sidecars, go to assure.co slash TFR for 20% off your first SPV. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Cheryl Cheng of Blue Run Ventures. Cheryl, can you tell us a story about a portfolio company that failed and why it failed? Sure. So, 
when I was on more on the operating side, I met two founders who are very young and they're both very technical, but really, really young, like 20, I think when we invested and their idea was to take the Twitter feed company is called thirst, take the Twitter feed. And they said, the problem with Twitter is that everything's flying past you and Twitter. And if you're not logged in, you're just going to miss stuff. And you're never going to be able to go back and see, you know, what was really the most popular topic of the day, you know, in your feed or among your network. And they felt like that wasn't the most ideal way for you to consume Twitter. So they built a product that looked at your social graph on Twitter. They looked at what was trending. They, you know, all these things so that when you logged in, it would surface the most relevant stories for you or, you know, the the most relevant topics. And it was, it was super interesting. They actually built a really slick product, but it was a little early in the time because everybody was in the phase of Twitter where they were so fixated on it. They were just consuming, you know, the fire hose of Twitter and, and they weren't kind of seeing this problem or this use case of, you know, just show me what's most relevant. And they didn't mind the noise. And Thirst was all about stripping away the noise and making it a much more user-friendly experience for you. And so they raised only a very small amount of money. And it was also in a time when people weren't interested in downloading new consumer mobile apps. And so it was it was all about timing. And now you know, I was talking to one of the founders recently, this has been years now. And, you know, he was like, people have been pitching me basically thirst all over again. And so he's like, I kind of want to pull my hair out because, and I say, you know, I've been pitched thirst probably four times again already also. And I always chuckle because I'm like, man, like we had that company. And here's the other thing, you know, the, the founders, it was their first company. They were right out of college. There were a lot of there were a lot of things that they didn't know to do, right? And you can you can only prescribe so much. And so, you know, now, you know, both founders have gone on to work at, you know, really big companies and had really successful careers and they're doing great. And I know that if they were to start the same thing again today, there's choices that they they would have done differently, right? But you can't you can't go back in time. But you know, those things happen, you know, it's unfortunate, but I have to say, even though we went through, you know, what was not a successful company, we built great relationships with the founders and, you know, we're, we're still, they're still very much kind of part of the network. And I have no doubt that they'll start another company one day, um, either separately or together because they're both, they're both so fabulous, but yeah. So that's one. Timing. Timing is timing. (laughs) Market timing is so hard, right? I mean, it's like, Dropbox and Box, like there was X Drive before that, and yeah, that right. didn't do as well, right? So it's it's not. Sometimes you're not completely, you're not always inventing a new wheel. You're reinventing something. It's just getting that market timing just right, right time, right product, right price. Like you know, all of those things, are like all important. So it happens. That will conclude this installment of Investor Stories. If you're enjoying the program and would like to see it continue, take a moment and leave a five-star review in iTunes. Also, if you'd like updates on new content from TFR, as well as the top 10 VC articles every week, go to fullratchet.net and sign up for the newsletter. 
Okay, that will wrap things up for today. Until next time, over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for joining me.